Hey everybody, you're listening to the Swim Coach Mike podcast. I am here to help coaches on their endeavors to be great coaches, to lead great lives, and to build great teams. And today, we are talking about my three expectations, or the three things I try to teach every athlete, and they are the way you treat people matters, um, you can control your attitude, and you are more capable than you ever thought possible. And if a swimmer, uh, if I started with a swimmer at eight years old, all the way through 18, and they left with these three things, these three skills. I think this would be this would be huge in their in their life. So we swim coaches and coaches all over the place talk about you want to make your athletes better people, right? Because great people make great athletes, so that sort of thing. So on the first one, the way you treat other people matters. Uh, I th- I think it's important that your teammates are kind to each other, and even if there is people on your team that are hard to love or people that are maybe outside on the outside a little bit, um, the way you treat them matters. And that goes for fast kids, slow kids, and everything in between. Um, One example I have for this is we do relays at practice and I DQ relays. And I tell them who got DQ'd and I want to see how they they act to this because um, I want to see how they react to this, how they act in this situation. Because um, chances are, at a swim meet, they are going to have a relay that gets DQ'd. And it can be a moment to tear your teammates down or to build them up. So in the example I'm talking about the other week, I DQ'd a relay. And one athlete pointed at another one and said, we got DQ'd because it's your fault. And they pointed at them and it was pretty aggressive. Uh, And, you know, I stopped them and I talked to them and I I got the whole team together for this talk. And I said, okay, guys, this is what this is what happened. This is how they reacted to it. This is how we will never react to the situation because that does not help anybody be better. And I showed them how, how you should talk to a teammate that got DQ'd. You should say, hey, man, it's okay. It's going to be all right. We'll get it on the next one or we'll do better or that sort of thing because these things are going to happen at meets and they have to learn how to do it. And outside of the pool, they're going to have to learn how to deal with like people failing around them and they're also going to have to learn how to deal with their own failures and they're not going to want somebody in their face saying wow this is all your fault you messed up you should have been better um the second one you can control your attitude and i think this is a really big deal because feelings are fleeting this is good and bad feelings um i coach junior high athletes and feelings are really are really important to them Um, some of them could just have the worst day of their lives and they show up to the pool and you can see it on their face. And, you know, these are just words when I tell them like, Hey, you know, you're in control of your attitude. Like you could smile right now. And they, they swear to me that they can't smile, that it's impossible. Um, but I, I just really try to teach them that, Hey, you control your attitude. So, um, the way I help them with this is I have a swimmer walks in bad attitude right out the gate i i have two ways of handling this one um i'm i'm pretty assertive about it and i say hey you have to change your attitude today or you can't be here and i usually say this if they're being uh really negative like they just look mad on their face and they're being mean to other people for no reason so that's one option and then the other one is i kind of talk them through it step by step and i say hey looks like you had a pretty bad day. 
Um, I think we can turn it around. But the first thing I need you to do is I need you to hop in and I need you to swim warm up. And I need you to not make a big deal of it. I just want you to swim it and then let's talk about how you feel. <clears throat> and I, I walk them through it step by step. And usually, not every time, um, I can we can chip away at how they're feeling and they end up feeling better and then they talk about it. And next thing you know, by the end of practice, they're smiling and having fun. Um, and this is a little different at every at every age level and also different with boys and girls. Girls are going to be more emotional. Um, boys may not want to talk about it or you might not even know. But um, those are two things I do. Usually the, the more assertive one isn't great at building the athlete up or teaching them the skill. But I do think that they need to understand that they don't they don't get to treat people bad just because they had a bad day. And this goes back to my number one, the way you treat other people matters. And I think um, that's usually when I go into that mode is when they're either being rude and disrespectful to their teammates or rude and disrespectful to other coaches. Um, and then lastly, they are more capable than they thought possible. And again, this can be something that you just say and some kids understand it. But I think everything is learned best through experience. So I try to teach them. I, I try to show them how how this is a real thing. That you can do things you didn't think that you could. So first, you have to do hard things. Like things that are that they look at the workout or they look at what you're asking them to do. And their very first thought is, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And I don't have a prescription for how often you should do it. I think every coach has their own definitely not every day because you'll just uh you'll just wear them down completely but you know the other day with my 11 12 year olds we did six 500s you actually had a choice six 500s or six 400 ims it was descend one through three and then descend four through six with fins on and uh at this specific workout I had an athlete at the beginning that said, hey, coach, can I swim the 200 IM at the next meet? And he didn't have the qualifying time. And I said, all right, if you swim the time that you need to go at practice, I'll put you in it at the meet. You know, I gave him a little challenge. Um, really, I made him earn it. And uh, he hadn't seen the workout yet. So we do this workout. He chose to do IM. And he did. He ended up doing six 400 IMs, steps, steps up at the end of practice, and beats the qualifying time by five seconds goes a lifetime best by about almost 10, actually 10 seconds. I think he went lifetime best by 10 seconds. And this was huge. And at the end of this, I talked about it. I'm like, dude, you did six 400 IMs and you went a lifetime best at practice. That's amazing. And I make a big deal of it. And I want the swimmer leaving that moment thinking like, wow, I did do that. I earned that. I didn't think I could do that, but I did. And I, I think one of the easiest ways to do that is to do things that are physically demanding. So um, I know some people say you shouldn't do a whole bunch of garbage yardage, but sometimes you have to just do some things that are hard. 3300s, 100 100s. I've talked about this in my other podcast with holiday training. And the last part about this is destroying the identities that hold them back. So when I talk about being uh, capable, I think there's identities swimmers give themselves that, that really hold them back. And you have to be careful as a coach that you're not enforcing these identities. So the real simple ones are, I'm a flyer, I'm a breaststroker, I'm a freestyler. And they're 11 years old. And 
the truth, the fact of the matter is you don't really know what they are because yes, butterfly may be their best stroke right now, but in five years from now, that could change as they grow, as they get longer, as their body changes, that could change or, um, they can just get better at something else. And if you have, if you, if your athletes have that identity that, oh, I'm a butterflyer and their freestyle is getting really good, they might not even know it. They might not even have their eyes open to the possibility that they could be good at something else. Um, another, another issue that comes with the identity is I'm the slow kid or I'm the kid that swims for, um, this slower team. So if your team's like ours, you know, we have multiple senior groups, multiple 11, 12 groups, and each one is tiered based on practice ability and competition. Um, but you have some kids on the lower groups that you're like, Hey, I want you to train with the, the faster group today. And they're like, no, no, I can't do that. And you're like, you haven't even seen the workout. You don't and you show them the workout and it's it it's intervals that they can make it's a set that they they would be successful at but they look at it and they just say oh no no i can't do that and the only reason they say that is because they assume that they are there they are at the lower level and there's some kids that give themselves that identity and there's some kids that love that challenge and they're like oh yeah let's do this i'm gonna step up i don't care if i'm just swimming for the whole two hours I want to go swim with the faster group and that's awesome but the kids who give themselves the identity of i'm a slower kid like how do you break through that and one way is i constantly show that kid proof that they can do it that they're getting better so i had this exact situation i had a kid on a slower group move up that day and swim with the faster group and um they they were doing something and she was doing a great job now, if you were just watching and you didn't know the set, she would look slower than everybody else. But based on what you had to execute on the workout, on paces and descending and that sort of thing, she was right on. She was exactly where she needed to be. And I, I stop her. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? She's like, I'm struggling. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I was like, well, yeah, but, but you're doing great. And I showed her her times, talked to her about it. I'm like, yeah, you're descending here. You're supposed to be hitting this pace. You're actually going a second faster than that. And she's like wow, I am doing really good. But she had it so locked into her brain that she was the slow kid there that day and that it was so hard and that she was struggling that she didn't even open her mind to the fact that she could do well. And I'm not saying every athlete is like that, but you have some there that really tie themselves or hold themselves back because of because of these identities they give them. You have the breaststroker who was a great breaststroker at 11-12, and they're like, yes, I am a breaststroker. This is my bread and butter. And they turn 16, and their breaststroke's been pretty flat for a year. And it crushes them because they're like, I was the breaststroker. Now this other kid who's not a breaststroker is beating me. So I try to change those identities into something like I'm somebody who works hard. I'm somebody who is striving to get better. I'm trying to get better at every stroke and not to put them in that box because those boxes, like I said, can hold them back. So those are my three. The way you treat others matter. You can control your attitude and you are more capable than you ever thought possible. Um, thank you so much for listening. Like I said before, if you uh, want to reach out, hit me up on Twitter at Mike Gonzano. Until then, have a good one.